edition of skip the tutorial number one video game podcast in the heart of the people i'm one of your hosts this week brian big mo daniels and joining me across the universe on skype is none other than todd jerome pal fortner what's going on man what now for all y'all who ain't heard of me, Mr. M.O.E. Alright, I got a, I got a, yeah, the, the, the cut. <laughs> a third ward, bone nah, you know, as soon as you said you were going to be veteran. big, I had to pull that up, man. I had to pull that up. Oh, man. Oh, Saturday morning. Thank you for getting Jerome Powell squared away. Uh, That is the... Whitest white dude with the blackest name I ever thought about. That's that's pretty much why I picked that name this week. Uh, I like it. Yeah, man. I like Doing it. Good. How's your day going? How's your Saturday going? I mean, since we pretty much recorded the show before we started recording today and talk, talked about some real deep, dark <laughs> that's shit, true. Uh, that's let's true. pretend like everything is fine. <laughs> it's what we do in America. We pretend it's fine, and then we keep we keep moving. We go to the Wendy's, we get our chili, we come back to the house, we play video games and watch movies and pretend it's okay. <laughs> and due to the labor shortage, you can only go to that Wendy's between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. It's true. And it's true. 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. I always pick the 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. because I like the chili. I don't, I don't. They, they got breakfast now and it's not, it's not my favorite, but then potato wedges. The potato wedges they got for breakfast are delicious. I will give them. I'm cool with it though, man. Is it a motherfucking labor shortage? Because like, because when I go to Uber and order my Chick Fil A, you know what I'm saying, it gets here except on Sunday because that's the Lord's day. It's a it's a labor shortage among companies not willing to pay their employees proper wages because people are ridiculous and think that you can live off of seven dollars and fifty cents an hour or whatever the minimum wage is now. Is it seven fifteen still? Is it still seven? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I know I watched on Netflix this. Oh, I would say C plus C minus uh, comedy special with uh, Aziz Azari or whatever, and he, and he made a good point talking about seven twenty five. You know, how do you? Yeah, how do you make a, a ninety nine cent burger? You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, yeah, that kind of put it in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? How do you offer a, a burger for ninety nine cents? Like, well, that, that's a good point. But yeah, certain states. I mean, I'm from South Louisiana. People know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. But see, both my arms and legs are here. And I'm sorry for anybody that's, that's listening that's missing any arms or legs. That's we true. respect you as well. You're welcome. You are welcome. Uh, and, and you are loved, man. But uh, I'm actually doing good, man. I talked to my family last night. Good. Um, on my dad's side, man, it's rare. Like, a shout out to my cousins, Trey and Danielle, my uh, long lost cousin, Britt. Um, I, I, Uncle Pop passed recently. So it was just nice to, the technologies of the metaverses and the Zooms to have like a, a nice little family reunion with them. Um, that's a nice so conversation. I'm, I'm kinda, Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Get full of that shit and talk yeah. that shit. You know what I'm talking about? You know, so I'm a little bit, I'm still, <laughs> still shaking back, but, uh, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? How are you doing on this lovely man, catch I'm, up special day? I am doing fantastic. I stayed up way too late as usual because, you know me, Friday nights, Saturday nights, that's my that's my play nights. And it just like I don't know, man, I'm just doing really well. Um I was happy to record this morning. We got a lot to talk about, but it was one of those things was I was thinking about the tribe a little bit last night and like even more in these trying times and these things, like it's good to have a community we can come back to and be like Yeah, we all kinda like minded to a degree. We all have different opinions, but you know, really honestly the tribe has stepped up in more than one way or another um all the time i mean the things that y'all have done as a group have been amazing and it's just kind of a beautiful thing like reality just you don't get a lot of that these days you don't get a lot of communities that'll like especially digital online communities who don't right like a strong solid group yeah Yeah. shout out rob shout out chris shout out dewey shout out you everybody everybody you already know what i'm saying Buddhism will never lie i mean die you know what i'm saying it comes together 
That's like booty like cheeks. Booty cheeks. You know what I'm talking about for all the new peoples. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm glad you bring that up. But let let me keep it one thousand with y'all real quick. Part of the reason, a major part, like ninety eight percent of the part, is because my slow ass finally went to go see Spider Man, and uh, we just had to talk about Spider Man. That, that, so if you made it this far, the number one rule of the show, like we talk about video games, we talk about pop culture, all that other kind of shit, but we talk about what the fuck we want. And of course, this is still within the realm. You know, this the Spider Man. We're late. Talk about it, but I feel like it's good to let the shit breathe for a month sometimes. Fuck it, you know? Like, I could barely I breathe in there with my mask on. Uh-uh. <laughs> they, they got the, the, the mask requirement in, uh, here the mask requirement is posted and nobody wears them anymore, apparently. That is just, that is, I have noticed that everywhere I've been. Like, I don't, I don't see people in masks anymore. I kind of want to buy like a Boris Johnson mask and wear it in areas that would like be cool. that. That would be cool. That would be funny. I would like to see that. I would like, what I want to wear is I want to get a mask, but I want to get like a spawn mask or a Hellboy mask. That's what I want. And I'll be like, this Come is on, just, man. this is just part of the fit for the. All right, well now, all right, when we go to the con, I'd have to get the spine mask, and you have to get the Hellboy mask. And I love Ron Perlman. I know you saw the article where he mm. was talking about, you know, of course he's not excited about paraphrase. Of course he's not excited about doing a sequel to Hellboy. He's seventy-one 70? fucking years yeah. old, which again we'd like talking about old ass white men. Um, you know, but he's a cool ass old ass. He white is man. like, like he could like Ron Perlman. I fuck with, but uh. Yeah, man. Like, I'm excited about that, that, what you just said right there. Like, it took me to a place because I, DL, the Toro, blah, 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 blah. Guillermo uh, del Toro. Like, Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. They, they need, need to, to that finish death. that trilogy. They need yeah, he said, he said that the fans are, are do it and they are just like the fans kind of felt were do it for the Spider-Man. And I think they, they got something with that. So I can't wait to get your full, full spoiler. Fucking yeah, it's you know, been out at this point. Talk, yeah, like if you don't know, like exactly. That's why I love that we kind of didn't have to immediately react to it due to the break, so we could just you know, fuck it, we'll still talk about it in depth. Um, but did you want to like touch on anything else before we get into that? Give whoever is not trying to be spoiled at this point a little bit of time to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. So I'm still making my way through the Halo series. By the way, I wanted to touch on that real quick. I'm on Halo Four. Um. It's definitely like Halos one through three for me are classics in a heartbeat. They're like just beautiful, amazing, wonderful games. They all tell this self-encompassed story. They could have ended it at Halo three is what I'm saying. And I would have been satisfied with the way that it ended and it was beautiful. And I like that it's back. It's good to be back in, you know, the, the, the master chief, um, you know, armor and going through and, Kicking uh, some some uh, what do they call them in Halo Four? What are those people? The 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 grunts? Nah, it's the uh, it's the it's the founders of the Halo rings. The people who the forerunners, the forerunners. So it's like fighting against the forerunners and stuff like that. That's really dope. Um, the game series still holds up, and I'm excited to play five. And then finally, I'm gonna jump back into Infinite where I left off and continue from there. Um, but I'm excited, man. Like, video game-wise, I've decided to take a new approach this year. I'm playing one game at a time. <laughs> like, that is it. Story games. Story games. Like, if I, I get on my multiplayer shit, like, I'll get on Genshin Impact or Final Fantasy XIV or Neverwinter on my computer and something that I don't have to pay much attention to. And then I got Dragon Ball Z playing on another monitor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm also through Season 3 of Dragon Ball Z right now doing that. And I was just, I mean, come on. Like, going back and watching DBZ, you can always do that, and it's always fantastic. Like, there's so much good in that show. I've been tweeting a little bit about it, and I'd forgotten how much in the very first season, when Gohan's a kid, how much, like, they just show him, like, taking a piss in the woods on episodes. It'd be, like, four cuts of him just, like, pissing in the woods, and Piccolo's watching him from a distance, like, he'll never survive! Like, it just, I love that, man. Like, I completely forgot about that. But my favorite moment in early DBZ came from season one where Piccolo's trying to get his power levels up. Because, you know, it's the whole Saiyan saga. The Saiyans are coming. You know, it's Vegeta and the big bald dude. I forget his name. But they're coming. And Vegeta, 
Piccolo's out there trying to get his power up, and he destroys all of the freaking pyramids. He just destroys landmarks. And you're like, so you just gonna go destroy landmarks? And then on top of that, you're telling me you need more power level to fight the Saiyans? But when Gohan got transformed into the giant ape because he had the tail, you went and blew up the moon to stop him? You blew up the moon, bro. You just, you just fucked Earth. You blew the moon up. Like, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. I'm show. just saying, why you think people scared of the, the Xi Jinping? But, uh, but no, you're right, bro. Like, who owns Bandai Namco now? Oh, she is, let me see. Hold on. Cause see, well, I bring that up cause I, I mean, I'm just like, I'm inspired by your excitement in your recent gaming. I, I ain't gonna lie. I've been kind of slipping on my, on my gaming ever since Microsoft bought uh, Activision. Yeah. We're gonna talk my about whole that. world ain't. My whole world kind of got like, that was just a big nuts move just in general. Like that, we hadn't seen some shit like that. I had to look into it since AT and T bought Warner Brothers. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man. Like when you bring up Halo, for example, you know what I mean. That's what made me think about it with Game Pass and everything else. You know what I mean? And and just what kind of shift that is. That's that's the other big news that was out there. You know. We didn't get a chance to really touch on that. We're definitely not going to get into that, that today. Ain't got that kind of time. Uh, we definitely want to get to the Spider-Man conversation. But in light of, you know, what you've been playing and just to knock out, I really ain't been playing. I still, I, I still fuck around like Far Cry 6 is what I'll touch in on. And, and I, I'm watching, uh, Sarah run through a Plague's Tale Innocence, which you told me about. Uh, love that How game. great it was. We had a show about that. So that's real dope. Um, and of course, Halo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I actually had to redo some shit on my little, um, setup to try to get back on there. But yeah, the whole Microsoft Activision thing, man. I don't know. It, it's kind of, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, it's one, it's on the, it's on the top of the list of things that's happened since we recorded last, like Russia, uh, in the Ukraine, stealth Omnicron. You know what I'm saying? Like market crash shit and seven percent inflation, and then like Microsoft buying Activision. Like all of this shit happened, I think, since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. It did. Like especially Microsoft. Like the one that hit us the closest was the Microsoft buying Activision, right? Like they're scooping up studios in the Game Pass world, and that Game Pass is becoming more and more of a like, yeah, this is a thing to have at this point. This is, I got, I got dudes who, one of the people I was talking about this week, the only games he plays are Destiny and EverQuest. He still plays EverQuest. And that's dope to me. You've been playing EverQuest a long time. He does it to hang out with his brother and I get it. But even he was like, I think I may need to get Game Pass now. He's like, now that Microsoft owns Activision, I think I may need to get Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. And then somebody made a point. I was watching a YouTuber the other day who made a point about Microsoft buying Activision because I was sitting there thinking, was this really good for the market? Because the question you have to ask yourself is, does it really breed competition? Because competition makes great games, right? And the thing that he pointed out was, well, look at Activision's history with Call of Duty. He says they've been kind of the number one in the environment for a long time, usually raging against Battlefield, but Battlefield could just never do the same numbers as Call of Duty. It just it never got to that point. And he brought up the point of, but think about it from this perspective. Now, instead of paying $60 a year on a Call of Duty, which may or may not suck, which may or may not completely be broken at the time of release, you're paying 10 bucks a month to try it out. Like, Ultimately, he thinks it's going to be better for that side of the industry. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I want to know your thoughts on Microsoft buying Activision. Though. I feel like this started back when we first started talking about mm-hmm. chip shortages when Trump was in office. And it's like almost calculated. Not specifically with the Microsoft Activision thing. Like just all in general, though. Like these kind of big corporations being in these types of positions to even do these types of things. I think it's kind of bubbled up in a weird organic way to get to the point where it's like a arms race for assets to get out of Fiat Kazash. You know what I'm talking about? As, yeah. as quickly as possible. Now, Activision would kind of seem like a, this is all my humble opinion. Fucking people that listen to the show already know, but like they were ripe for 
being purchased and gobbled up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know what, you know, you've done for a living, what I've done for a living. We've seen it in our own industries. You know what I'm saying? But this was kind of different in the sense where it was the perfect storm with the media issues as far as all the sex shit that I really just honestly didn't pay enough attention to. It's just another creepy rich motherfucker, American psycho ass motherfucker being, you know, Christian Bale. Like, yeah, except like yeah, yeah. a pudgier. Here's my business card. Version. Right. You know what I mean? That's what it sounds like. And he's still going to get $400 million or whatever the fuck. Uh, but it feels like Microsoft also had to do something like specific to this acquisition since it has some time to let it breathe. When the numbers come out, I don't know if they have yet, but Sony is supposed to have doubled hardware sales and they yeah. haven't even released Horizon Forbidden West yet. So the initial reaction, of course, is like, oh my God, Microsoft is going to buy everything. You know what I mean? I kind of looked at it from like a market key point as far as they're trying to it was interesting that that happened before a 20 percent market drawdown basically yeah yep. you know outside of you know people now kind of flushing to other assets like oil like not surprised with the russian shit you know what i'm saying in supply chains and trying to being able to control chip shortages and shit with you know saying that they can basically lock everything down for the no covid uh policy like I kind of look at a lot of things connecting. Like that's a lot of money, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars to make a move like that into investment into a wing of just gaming in particular. Like in light of what's going on all the way around and shifting with cryptocurrency, NFTs, you know, just emerging markets and where where certain things are going, and just the numbers in overall gaming. I think it was like eighty. I'm not looking at it. Somebody could double check and fact check it, but it's like like. Some ridiculous. I'm not even going to say that, but it's like on a trajectory of growth to where it's kind of dope that they bought Activision to me on like a 50 year scale. But in the short term, I don't think Sony's going to trip about it as much as we initially thought. Like, I still think. No, I don't think they are. I think Sony's got themselves. Sorry to interrupt, Todd. No, did that did, was was I saying was what I saying making any goddamn sense? Or yes, did, I just yeah. a lot of time. No, no, it made completely sense because I don't okay. think I don't think Sony's worried about it. And part of it too is because I think Sony's positioned themselves in the market, and I think they've been very smart about releasing certain games on PC and giving players a taste of that too, where they can come back and say, "Well, hey, it's kind of amazing how what was it, Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War got recent PC releases." in the last year or so, and they got the sequels coming out that are going to be exclusive to PS5, that's a smart move, bro. That's a smart move. Like, in hardware design, just flat-out hardware design and hardware sales, the PS5 is a beast. The PS5 is amazing. That controller is a beautiful thing. That's a work of art. That controller is a flat-out work of art. I love Game Pass. I get on my computer, I play Game Pass. That's what I play. I hardly ever buy anything on Steam anymore. I'm on Games Pass. That's who I would be more worried about is companies like Valve, Ubisoft, and um, Epic. Now, they're doing okay, but that Game Pass is on PC is a game changer. And it has been for a long time, but with the purchase of Ac- or Activision, you're going to start seeing titles on that Games Pass that are just going to... Like, all the Bethesda titles are now on Games Pass. Like... The lack of engagement I have with Steam now is something I didn't think would happen. Because when I got on my computer, I used to get on Steam. And I used to take a look, and I had Humble Bundle and all that stuff where you'd own the games in Steam. But now, nah, I just get on Xbox. I just get on the Xbox app. Man, it was crazy in a conversation that we could say for like a real, like when we actually get a chance to do some research and actually talk about the shit about that, though. Because, I mean, this, they, they haven't even completed the acquisition. No. And it's it's a lot of shock value with it first dropping. But it is, uh, I think it's amazing. Because, I mean, I've already said it. You were been screaming from the hills since it came out that this was the shit that needed to be checked out. And I was hesitant. But, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's the Netflix of gaming already. And that's what they're trying to produce. And, and you just described, like, the difference in what Sony's trying to present and what Microsoft is trying to present. But just the other concern as far as like monopolies in the country and how cause how it could shift whole markets. It's not just yeah. about when Microsoft spits out $70 million in one sector 
and we talking about we now we now we talking about overall tech to me. When you just see- like when Netflix goes down, it'll it'll draw Disney down now because of the streaming yeah. comparison, right? And I was gonna tell you too, you know Netflix has been talking the last couple of years about getting into gaming. Correct. And they right. actually so- responded to this and they're very positive about where Microsoft is going because what is Microsoft doing for Netflix? They're showing them the formula. They're showing them the formula. They're going well, on okay. paper, here's this is how it works. Amazon, Google. This is the part. Shout out Dennis to B- BTFD motherfucker. BT. This is Dennis's part. Like he he might be able to get a little bit of reading between the designs <laughs> with blatant conversation for this. That, that's kind of for him. But yeah, man. Like think about like it's uh Google Stadia. Shout out Boss Man. You know what I'm talking about? He was on a little live, the little pre live this morning. You know what I'm talking about? Like he been preaching. Google Stadia, we, I, we need to just put him on the motherfucking YouTube and let him do some live streaming on there for a while. He are, he actually does good reviews on just online gaming, which is where yep. the industry is going. You know, Xbox tried to push us there before, and this is the reason why, because they might have had things in pocket a long time. I'd be interested to see what Sony Sony just has a different uh, approach, with, which I appreciate, and they already got such a big head start, you know. Yeah, but I don't think in the world that we living in, like my my gaming time, the way it's kind of split right now, they really like I got a PC. I can play Games Pass. That's pretty much what I use it for now. And I love my my you know my PS Five. But uh, anyway, this this I, I didn't mean to take up too much time with this with you. I mean, what other points you got with that one? You did kind of say wanted to touch on it because it's kind of a big deal, you know. I would think. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. And you know, kind of amazing to me is. I'm kind of curious to see what this does to other, like, because we talked about the market and we talked about Monopoly, right? And clearly, when it comes to streaming services, certain winners are out there. Netflix, Hulu, or your t- Disney Plus, and then Prime to a lesser degree. But Prime did a really clever thing by building the streaming service later, and mostly it's about the two-day delivery. Everybody's got a Prime account. I'm pretty sure hardly anybody interacts with their streaming service. Well, not hardly anybody. I do, but I'm just saying, I would guarantee you the majority of people who have Prime don't even interact with that streaming service. I, I would say that, see, that's the thing. That's it with exclusivity, which is another conversation again, because we're going to have, yeah. we may be able to get into this deeper when we just have a, a research roundtable where, you know, this is kind of just an off the cuff. We want to talk about Spider Man, but, um, yeah, like I, I mean, there's certain things on Prime, like coming to America didn't come out on anything else. So I was watching Prime, or yeah. every now and then I'll pop in on it, I, even though it, it's a possible. I don't know, man. Hopefully, it's not the Young Jeezy era that's coming. Hopefully, we could just keep getting high off our own supply uh, and, and keep running. But you know, if it's a recession coming, I'm finna hit True Bill up and knock some of these motherfucking uh, subscriptions off the top. Uh, but I can't, like you said, Prime is so integrated, you know into our lives apple as far as gaming or anything oh, else yeah. like what happens you know uh and i mean it's it still it, i feel like it's all kind of tied together still too because it's like all right what happens if it, okay we got all these tech companies everything's moving online even work gaming our leisure metaverse in it all all these options coming up and you know what what happens if it, nvidia runs into issues with chips what happens with Intel, you know, like, like it all kind of ties in, man. It, it's a weird, wonderful, uh, time. Like it's a beautiful struggle to, to quote Talib Kweli kind of time. It's interesting, but definitely feel like we got some growing pains to go through. Oh, a hundred percent. All this shit. A hundred percent. I mean, cause I'm interested to see what Netflix comes out with their gaming. Like I'm interested to see what that looks like because you know, Gamefly's still around. Like, and they've been doing it for a long time, but does anybody use Game? I want to hear that from the tribe. Do, do any of you use Gamefly? Because it's still around somehow. And I think most of the thing is with Gamefly is probably the fact that you can buy stuff at a reduced rate, uh, used games. Gamefly sounds like a pro, like a, like a pro, like a product that somebody that buys prostitutes still uses. So I'm sure. I'm sure yes. it's like Redbox, man. There's a there's an area for it because you see Redbox everywhere, right? And let's be honest, man. If you pull up They're to Walgreens, normally prostitute infested area. Knock a prostitute. I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm talking I ain't about. I'm mad but at you. 
I'm just They're saying. Normally next to like auto zones and yeah, like a prostitute area. <laughs> the red box down the street from me is in front of a gas station that sells glass roses. That's all I'm saying, bro. So you know what you know where you know where you're at when you sell you see the glass rose. Like nothing wrong with a, a prostitute. Nah, nothing wrong with it. But, but so GameFly still exists, like today. But I want people to remember. This is something I want people to remember. GameFly did what Xbox is doing right now with Games Pass 12 years ago. They tried it. It didn't work because they didn't have the technology. Xbox has the technology. It clearly works. It's a beautiful thing. But it's funny because we talk about this in America. The successes we see today are always built off the failures of others. That's what it is. Like We learn the formula. We figure out how to make it work. And then we find the success. So my question to you, Todd, my ultimate question, I love that Xbox bought Activision. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. I don't think Sony has to worry. I'm not worried about that. And definitely not Nintendo. Nintendo's in their own. They're that weird kid in the back of the room eating their boogers and nobody leaves. everybody leaves them alone. Microsoft seems like they're doing exactly what Netflix did. They're yes. overspending to, to make sure that they stay ahead of the curve as far as having enough content to supply to a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Which is the future, but well, you, that's my humble opinion. Well, and you know right now that I think the last report that I read is that their, their subscription service, the Games Pass service, is bringing in two, twofold the revenue that um, their hardware sales are. Like, Which is amazing in a world where we're running in the hardware shortages. Maybe they knew this was coming. With all the electric cars and electric trains and, and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> well, Microsoft is also the reason antitrust laws exist, so I wouldn't but, be surprised if they knew ahead of time this was going to happen. Hey, man, did you know Jeff Bezos was partying when people were dying in a tornado warehouse? No, I didn't know that. Jeff Bezos is the, he's the Bond villain of our times. No, and uh, you know what? As Him mad and Elon as Musk. To be at, as mad as I was supposed to be at that, like, I wasn't mad. Like, what in the fuck was he supposed to do? What's he going to do? Fly down there and help them all out? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? That man is doing his mother. Like, like let's be, like, I don't have to, I don't well, have to. Well, he's not like even this, he's not even the CEO anymore. So, like, the guy's That's, doing, like. He does look like a buff Dr. Evil, though. He does. I find it interesting. But, I mean, again, like, this this is the world that we live in. I didn't... Sorry, that was... No, yeah. no, no, no. But him and Elon Musk are the Bond villains of our time. I swear or, to God. Uh, Elon Musk is kind of like Tony Stark to me, like a chubby version. A t- like a, a chubby, chubby version. version. Of, yeah. Of Tony Stark. I like it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious to see, like, what your thoughts are on Netflix moving into the gaming market and the game streaming market. As competition to Xbox, because there's competition to Xbox. I don't think it's competition. Of. I think they have their own uh, okay. content that they can try to monopolize, monopolize yeah. and kind of build on top of. Like they could come out with a Stranger Things game, in specific. Like at least to start out, from what I could tell, like yeah. what I looked into initially. I haven't dug into it enough about at all. But like game plans like that, like they got enough content to where if they come out with like original pieces, they from what I could read, it was just like simple games. They're not trying to come yeah. out with like a full fledged RPG out the gate like an Amazon or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So if they go that route, then I feel like that could be a good introductory way to get into gaming. But if they go like full fledged competition with Xbox, that that's a that's like a silly move. I think with all the I other competition, just in streaming in general, you know what I mean. I don't think that would be wise. I think it's wise if they stick to specialization. Well, that's, and that's what they're doing right now is the mobile stuff, right? They're sticking to the specialized kind of mobile games, like you said, the Stranger Things game, that 1984 one, all these little indie titles on mobile. But the question is then. Who gives the competition to Xbox? Because ultimately competition is something I think is needed. So who gives the Xbox? Because let's see who's tried it. Amazon's tried it. Google's tried it. Um, and then, uh, what was it? NVIDIA tried it. They've done it a little bit. But nobody's been able to break that mold or break through that Xbox barrier to the streaming side of it. Even PlayStation's tried it and their service sucked. And I love PlayStation, but that PlayStation now sucked. That was terrible. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it just, yeah, it's just it's laggy. Even the connect, you know, yeah. I used to use uh, what the fuck it is, a places connect shit. The you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can remotely connect to your PlayStation from like a laptop, a gaming laptop, or some shit. That was actually not that bad. That's how I beat Days Gone. Yeah, that wasn't um, that bad. It was their actual PlayStation Now, the server stream up stuff that was right. But I mean, what if I don't know who said who's to say in ten years. You know, Apple doesn't come out with some glasses in the next couple of years, and you got a, a weird popular game like Pokemon Go take off, and now you got fucking seven year olds to eighty year olds really walking around with Google glasses on playing games in real life. Like, so I mean, I like as far as half the people are going to be playing games in real life, half the people are going to be just watching porn in public, and nobody's going to know. Real, not nah, real. I mean, fucking Cyberpunk, man. People gonna be humping motherfucking hydras and just shitting. People would be like, oh, he must be on that fucking weird VR game. Uh, Janet Jack me, 2087. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's true, bro. It's true. And all things come together. Like man, you know what you should watch? It was the most ridiculous shit I've seen in the world. This is super random. I know we got to get into Spider-Man, but you need to watch a, a, a music video named Glow by Rick James. Oh, I will. I will. I love me some Rick James, bro. It's about seven minutes and 48 seconds. It's perfect. And I, I wanted to hate it because it's the worst acting in the world. Uh, but it, it just, it, it, man, it'll bring you joy. I, use it to work. Use the song to work out to. Oh, I will. I'm building a workout playlist as we speak because I got my tracks that are on there. Ever since I was a, I've been popping my collar, popping, popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Like that song is my number one go-to when I need a. Oh yeah, one more point I wanted to make about Microsoft though. This is important. I thought about this, and we can dig into this when we do research. Yeah. I, when you look at it, I think AT again to go back to the AT and T Warner Brothers acquisition. I think that's the largest acquisition. Yeah. Um, the yeah. one thing about Microsoft, where again, it's no guarantee. I feel like because of the what it offers and it's ahead of its time that is you know for me if i was betting on it poker wise i love poker of course this is a slam dunk because i love the service i've had it for a while i've got they've got brand loyalty with me and halo me too nice little stress relief and it's beautiful but what did at&t and warner brothers work out how did that work out for at&t there's not like it didn't work out well no it didn't no it did not i think like I, I used to own AT and T stock. Like I watched that shit. Like, you know, it's a good dividend stock, a good American company, and blah 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 blah. At that at that time, like four years yeah. ago. But uh, so it's not a guarantee that Microsoft just gets these, you know, studios and actually pumps out some shit that's going to compete with what Sony is going to come that's out true. with. And with God of War, Spider Man, with a smaller group, but a more refined, crafted you know, better content just in general, you know, with with the brand loyalty there. And what if Sony does come out with, like, I think, what is Spartacus? What if they revi- all they have to do is revise their streaming That's and it. you got instant competition? You got you know, instant so competition. Instant. Who's to say that they can't do, who's to say they can't buy EA? And now you got a problem, problem. That, well, now then you got, you got a problem. Then you got, then you got competition, competition. Because EA so, does I, their own thing right now and just EA's really kind of staying independent on that side, but you know, one of these days somebody's going to snatch them up too, because Sony's got a lot of great studios too, like you're talking about. Sony's got some impressive, amazing studios. Santa Monica Studios, bro, is just one of the best. Like, come on, like just absolutely killer. It's kind of like you said too, though. As long as Nintendo doesn't give up Super like Super Mario, where are they going? Nintendo ain't going um, anywhere. And I'm super excited about Horizon Zero Dawn. They got Pokemon, Zelda, Super Mario, and Metroid. Like, they're not and going anywhere. I don't want to sound like a complete nut again. One day, I'm on OpenSea. I already have started my little stupid ass collection. I've already we always talk about my art or whatever else, but I actually have like just did like a lot of other people taking pictures of my pictures and done NFTs uh, of my paintings. I want to sell them. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like when I sell them, I want to actually give whoever buys them, uh, you know, the actual real painting itself. Yeah. And I, I want to hopefully, you know, whatever. But anyway, um, sidebar, complete sidebar. Side- but I say that to say like the world that we are going into 
that's what's important. I think about these acquisitions. Yes, that's where the value lies. The potential of what can be done with these properties as assets. Absolutely. So we got a few other pieces of news here to run down. That was the big one, right? Microsoft buying Activision. Like that's the thing that we was really talking about. Uh, let's see. February first, we got February first coming up, which means PlayStation Plus games. PlayStation Plus games. So on PS4, you've got UFC Four and Tiny Tina's Assault on Dungeon Keep, which I've been told by Bob I need to play. Um, so shout out to Booty, it's Bob, man, holding it down. Congratulations, we don't put your business out, but congratulations to you being who the fuck you are, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. And then PS5, you've got Planet Coaster. I may, I may, I may get on Planet Coaster for a second. I used, I used to love those roller coaster building games. I used to build death trap coasters. Like, just, I want to build that one that I saw online where it was like, the loop gets progressively smaller until you get to the last loop and it'll kill the person. It's an execution coaster that somebody said. And I was like, I kind of want to build that. Is that twisted or what? Like, I don't know, man. Like it's like that liquid death you drinking, man. I ah, got that stuff's you. so I good. You. That hardcore sparkling water named Liquid Death. <laughs> That's it, man. That's saving the world by saving. Well, what is it? It's 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 Liquid Death is death to plastic. That's the point. It comes in these sixteen point nine ounce cans with an awesome logo on it. And uh, I'm going to be real, like, since I'm a guy who doesn't drink soda anymore and I don't drink alcohol, like, this is the closest I can get to being a little bit rebellious in life. It looks like a can of meth juice, and I would know. <laughs> it kind of does. I got that meth juice. I'm on that Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad meth juice. Uh, this is the meth juice edition, by Welcome to that episode. Uh, next piece of news, Blizzard just announced a new survival game. Blizzard announced, we're building a survival game in an all-new universe, is what they said. Just writing our next chapter. It was simply a tweet with very little information and just some artwork. Um, so, if you want to go read up on that, that's on the Blizzard news site. Um, there's really not much to tell. They've got careers that they're hiring for it. They're hiring artists, designers, engineers. Um, so if it's something you're interested in, go for it. Um, shout out Blizzard. Free Bill Cosby. <laughs> shout out. That's a phrase, a sentence I don't think I'd ever hear. With just like all those words together. Shout out Blizzard. Free Bill Cosby. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's 2022. Welcome to it. Um, Gran Turismo 7 had their file size revealed. Their total file size uh, for PS4 is five. <laughs> 110 gigabytes, bro. 110 Damn. gigabytes. You know that's going to be pushing some graphics. Some old thick jewelry. Well, I think Gran Turismo, <laughs> Gran Turismo is like, oh, man, everybody's talking about Forza. Like, we got to get back in it. We got to get back Damn, in it. Man. I don't have enough. That's, that's I still need to go back and check out the the jewelry. <laughs> There's a new crisis game in development. A new that's crisis exciting. game. That's very exciting. Shout out Chris. Shout out Chris. I hear you, brother. Thank you for holding me down, Chris. I know that there are, that 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 fan base. There are a lot of people who love Crisis a lot. Like they I, have I, a hard man. I'm, I am that. But I got you. I was there. I was Good. there. I had a T-shirt. I yes, remember. Sir. It's something I still need to go back and play. I'm probably going to go probably try to play that after after. You know Halo. what, man? Seriously, for you real shit? Yeah, that, that might. Since you're going on your retro kick, that would be yeah. a great retro game. And I know, like, you got that new lab, that new game in laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after I finish this one, I'm going to finally play that Bridge of Spirits game from last year. Because I bought that for sale on uh, the Epic Game Store. Because they give it. They, man, they give them. They give them ten dollar coupons away like they're 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 you know candy. I think I'm going on a game fast as we pod fade. <laughs> we ain't pod fading. Marty. We ain't pod fading. EA and Lucas Films announced a new Star Wars title coming from Respawn. New Star Wars title coming yeah. from Respawn. 
That'll be that'll be. I saw it's like ten games. They that like it's a few studios out there, but I'm excited about Fallen Order too. I that that was my Sekiro. Yeah, even though it wasn't, you know, that was, was my kind of not Sekiro, not that hard, not that hard, but like. It no, was, it, know, had some, it had some. Yeah. It had some. It had some challenging it, moments, dude. That last boss. Yeah, dude. It it was challenging. Unless you cheated this, I don't even know if you could cheat the system on that game. I know I didn't, but it it definitely wasn't a easy, easy. No. just blow through every. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, next piece of news: Games with Gold um, has announced their um, new games coming out. Uh, it's a bunch of games I don't care about. Broken Sword 5, and if you care about these games, let me know why I should, because I've, I never got into the Broken Sword series, uh, a game called Never Yield, and then two 360 titles, Hydrophobia and Bugs. So, if that's something that you're into, let me know, cause I'm, I'm kinda curious to see what those are, but I'll be real honest, I haven't turned on my Xbox in probably six months. Maybe eight. Like, I'm gonna that's turn it say, on, bro. I'm gonna turn it on for Halo 5, cause, Halo 5 is not on PC, but it is on Games Pass on Xbox One. So I'm going to turn it on for that. Turn it on for that. That's what she said. Uh, Hitman 3. Uh, That's what she, did what you she see said. that the Hitman trilogy just came to Games Pass, too? The entire yeah, trilogy. Like, I'm they, go got more shit. they got more shit than I got hours to live. Right. Like, it's just crazy. With that Activision you know, purchase. Shit. So it says Horizon Forbidden West. That's the next one. Has a single ending, but players can actions can change the nuances of the ending. So that'll be that'll be unique. And then Man, have you seen some of the gameplay from that shit, bro? Yeah, I saw that. All right. Yeah, I That's can't all, wait I'm to, to get two it. games this year. That's all I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need that in Elden Ring. Um, and then the last piece of news is Elden Ring. Speaking of that is going to take about 30 hours to beat the main story. So, it's about a 30-hour gameplay. But they are saying that this is going to be more... What I'm worried about with Elden Ring, just real quick going to Elden Ring, is there's been some announcements recently from the studio saying, oh, well, we think people are... This one's going to be more accessible. And that this one... So, it's kind of like... You know, from software, you're known for making things that are very difficult. Sekiro, um, all the Dark Souls games, Demon Souls. Um, and those games were accessible to people who were wanting them. Like, is this them opening the, the doors a little bit to try to get more people to buy their product? Because they've got a hardcore fan base. But that's my kind of question because ultimately, and I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on them, Todd, but the reality is, is, you know this is a big budget game. Like, between them, it being open world, George R. R. Martin helping to write the story, they spent a lot of money on this game. So, the thing I'm kind of worried about this is this game comes out, I want to see the community backlash, or to see if there's any community backlash if they drop the difficulty level. Me, I don't care. I'm going to play it. I don't I don't care if it holds that same From Software difficulty. Um, but at the same time, I'm just kind of curious to see what that's going to look like. When it finally drops, I get it, man. And it, like, it looks amazing, but part of me also just make, reminds me of the blood stained lands that we walk upon due to the evil <laughs> that has, you know, been passed down from generation to generation that we cover up and, and glorify through our own entertainment. It creeps me out. So, sure. those games, there's a flip side of it where, like, it looks great. Um, I'll probably play it. I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I think the dinosaur in Hogwarts makes me happier. Uh, but fair, not dinosaur. Uh, sorry, dragon, <laughs> silly me. But uh, <laughs> I want a dragon. Also, game. I want. I feel like I want to go outside more this year and take advantage of things. Like it's some rich girl that works with Sarah that offered her season tickets to the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm looking forward to trying to get out a little bit more. Maybe go see Luca and Porzingis out here in Hardaway. I want to go to a game see John Morant. I think I'll just be playing too much 2K. But uh, it's it's time to get back outside a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When when, when Microsoft buys Activision, you need to know you need to go outside a little bit. Get some I fresh s- air. Speaking of 2K, I spent an hour the other night watching 2K trash talk videos. And it's some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that trash talk is real. 
that is like little bit of news that reminds me man i gotta warn my people if you on gta 5 come back to 2k because right now then people is listening to y'all get recruited by the cartel per ign a few days ago <laughs> like this is the beauty about talking about gaming and pop culture in general because it can give you some game if you're paying attention to, like across the world or what's going on but i thought that was wild but yeah just to break like it brought me back like yes i'm glad that you enjoyed the 2k trans talk because that's Beautiful. a part that's a part of the yeah the there's night. a let's be honest though there's an art form to trash talk and when you come across somebody who is my favorite was the other day was the dude it wasn't a 2K trash talk video, but this is what made me look up the 2K trash talk video because I wanted more trash talk videos. <laughs> and I was like, well, Todd's always talking about 2K trash talk, so let me go find that. And you were right. But this dude gets approached. It's a Karen situation all day long where she's like, what, do you live in this building? Bro didn't even give her a chance to talk. 60 seconds of just straight insults. He's like, you old cranky, stinky ass. And he's just going off. And I'm just like, that's beautiful, bro. Oh, the beauty of the time. It's so toxicity. It's the toxicity. That's what. That's the birth of fentanyl here, babies, though. That's what I'm saying, man. And I got to record that shit. That way, if somebody else see it, they already know it came from Skip the Tutorial Podcast first. Because that's what it's a lot of. It's a lot of fentanyl head babies out there. You got to be ready with something. Better not go in there. You better not go in there light a heart, my friend. You'll come out, you know, terrorized. It's a lot less just nigga bombs, though, because that, like, I don't know. They didn't got yeah, that's, thrashed. That's in Call of Duty now. Oh, yeah. Back yeah, to Call of yeah. Duty. It was, it was always there, but it's at Call of Duty now. Well, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, because you remember Microsoft came out with that thing where they're going to start banning players through word recognition. And Sony been Sony been knocking motherfuckers out too, man. It, this it'll be interesting. That's gonna be an ongoing conversation. Though. That's the beauty of it. That's the thing I like about that uh, conversation. It's not you know it's cool to just hit it initially and talk about it for thirty minutes and act like you can forget about it. But that's not that's a long term thing. But yeah, man, I'm super excited about getting into. I know we don't have to spend as much time. Everybody's already seen Spider Man yep. at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and I know that's where your heart is. We were supposed to have a shorter show today. And then we—I've been having you on here recording for fucking three ah, hours. So. Nah, dude, I've been enjoying the crap. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this is my, this is a good way to like, not just connect with you. I mean, we didn't really talk much this week. We were busy. both really busy. Um, but it's always a good way to connect face to face, so to speak. And then also just kind of—I don't know—purge a little bit. Hey, man, and I—I I might need to come visit you soon, man. I'm in a survival mode. Yeah, dude. I might. I might need to borrow some pee just in case. So, like, <laughs> and maybe we can finally come up there. Uh, you haven't been doing the Delta 88 or anything, have you? you you're clean, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right now. <laughs> All right, yeah, you might want to mark that time. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I don't think anybody cares. But yeah, maybe maybe when that happens, we'll finally record in person outside of like a con. And I'll come, I'll come to the to the studio. But know, yeah, it's good to see you too, man. You already know. Man, it's the therapy. It is, man. It's the it's the therapy, man. Like, don't forget your friends. Like, that's the big part. Like, I've put way too much, not effort, but like I was texting some old friends last night, and I was just like, hey, look, I know we don't talk as much, but I always consider you like family. And if you ever need anything, let me know. Like, that was the thing, man. Like, I made a lot of mistakes. Like, just kind of going back at it. Like, I made a lot of mistakes, and I may need to mark this, but after Bill died, I withdrew a lot from friendships because not intentionally, but it was just self-preservation. It's, you know, when we lose things, we want to make sure that those things stay the way they are in our memory because we don't want to go through that shit, right? But I have learned over the last couple of years that is not a way to live. Like, COVID didn't help either. Like, COVID didn't, because it made it easy to stay locked up, made it easy to stay away. But just, like, getting back out there, enjoy your friendships, man. That's kind of the point. Like, I sat down yesterday for two hours with a buddy, going to be a potential, like, new hangout buddy, whatever, who lives right down the street from me. But we sat there for two hours at a coffee shop, and I was sitting there going, I forgot how much I loved conversation." good conversation like me and you talk all the time todd and that's the that's like saturday morning that's what i'm saying is like this saturday morning is perfect for me it's perfect i got any i'm doing anything else i got responsibilities right now 
just here, man. I'm just here. I'm here for a good time. I ain't here for. A I mean, long hey, time. man, you could be you could be sitting back watching He Man eating eating cinnamon toast crunch. So I appreciate you, like you know as well, man. And I'm glad. I mean, we hadn't been able to you know be as OCD obsessive about recording each week. You know what I'm saying? Just because life and shit, and yeah. you know, we're trying to be here for the long haul and and work it out. But uh, but it is uh. Still consistent, be grateful, and you know, just gratitude for being able to do this with you, man. For what you already said, bro. But uh, absolutely, yeah, man. So Spider Man, yes, Spider Man. Have seen it. You've no way home. Seen it. We've both seen the movie. It's 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 a good movie. It's 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 a good movie. So I said a couple weeks ago on the show about Spider Man. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. That it's probably my second favorite MCU movie, but it's probably my third favorite Spider-Man. So there's there's some qualifications for that because now that I look back on it, I don't have the desire to rewatch it like I did Endgame, like I did Black Panther, like I did Civil War, like I did the first Iron Man movie. Like, there's these, like, few that I always had the desire to rewatch. But then I started thinking, all the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, I didn't have the desire to rewatch any of those. Like, but I have seen Into the Spider-Verse numerous times, and I have seen Spider-Man 1 and 2 with Tobey Maguire numerous times. And always, if I come across them, and they're, like, on TV, if I'm in a hotel, hanging out with the wife, and it's on television, I'm gonna stop on Spider-Man, right? Like that's that's sometimes it's like what do I want to do today? I want to watch Tobey Maguire Spider. So I'm kind of rethinking where I categorize that at, but I want to get your thoughts. Okay, well, to and it's amazing because you kind of touched on it before recording, recording for a rare time, and it's interesting because I said the exact same thing. As soon as I got out of it, you've seen the film a long time ago. Yeah. I just saw it this past weekend or like last weekend. Excuse me. Um, and I had the same feeling. I said the same thing. I said, well, I don't, you know, the strange thing is, I don't know if I'm too driven to watch it again, but a week has passed. And for me, like I was saying before, like I do have a weird just drive to want to see it now because of some other information and like kind of how nerdy I'm in and am and just how like I didn't even think about to catch the three different Spider-Man meme thing and all the references that they you know, pre uh prepared for uh releasing it. So I mean, yeah, I would be interested in in seeing it again. And I think in order for me to give a full overall all time review, uh, I would need to watch it again. Probably at home, not wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. Uh and and you know, whatever. But I um I also in a weird way, like I gotta shout out John here. He gave a good perspective. The beautiful thing about it, it, it did properly, simply close up the loop. It closed up the trilogy. It did. It you, did. Like it, that. That was, a, and that wasn't an easy thing to do. I, I also believe Stanley, you know, because the history of Spider-Man, that's 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 outside of the the you know the one above all. Like Stanley is kind of Spider-Man-ish. You know, that's one of his yeah. favorite characters. That's one of the most popular characters. I think he, you know. Scream from the Marvel Heavens Excelsior seeing that movie. I mean, there is greatness in bringing back Toby, Andrew, Tom Holland is one of my favorite. And the main anchor to the film, to me, nuance wise, is uh, the great William Defoe, actually, from the beginning 100%. of the film when he, you know, smashes the mask and he's dealing with the, the mental health issues. And, you know, from there on out, William Defoe using his facial expressions and uh, just the nuance, like uh, actual acting and, and dealing with how a person would be this way, like the levels of the insanity that was fucking just underliningly beautiful to me. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like, there's also like kind of, you know, corporations, it's always a little bit of like, I was talking about Stan Lee. It's also a little bit of like Hugh Hefner in this in there right now. Like, you, you know, yep. it's like new Hugh Hefner documentary out where they're talking about, you know, him fucking dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little bit of you know, just we got to get the money sprinkled in there. Um, yeah, I don't give a fuck about the him fucking dogs conversation and and him being dead. They did it to Michael. I can reference that just randomly here. But uh, do you feel me? Does that make sense? Or was that just a thing we need to mark the time? No, 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 no. That, that does make sense. 
That absolutely makes sense. So it's it's like a little bit of a money grabby grabby. Yes, yeah, like, a little money grabby, and you know, for me, dude, like I think we talked a little bit about this before the show started, but for me, the new Spider-Man movie hit me on like there was three spots that got me, that really got me. When I think, well, four, four. First, Aunt May. I knew that was coming, though. But that was kind of emotionally engineered. Like, it was very manipulative. Um, as soon as she says the line, me and you both were probably in the theater like, all right, she about to die. Like, that's that's the reality. But the parts that were beautiful to me were the return of Tobey Maguire as the older, wiser Spider-Man and, like, the little moments he gets where he's just, like, having people crack his back because he's old now and he's just like yeah dude all that web swinging really takes it out of you and you know being of a certain age that's my spider-man that is going to forever be my spider-man and then of course andrew garfield getting to redeem himself to save aunt may was beautiful or not aunt may but mj was just a beautiful like wonderful moment of just pure heart-wrenching like the tears on his face he's made the mistakes in the past but he's not going to make them again and him talking about like real man stuff of just like yeah i went to a dark place and i stopped pulling punches and i got real pessimistic and it's it kind of alludes to like that spider-man was killing dudes he was just straight up killing people like that's the reality and then the last moment like we talked about earlier with that the, the the zero dialogue scene of Tobey Maguire saving Green Goblin, thinking about it now gets me a little misty-eyed because I'm just like, if I'm going to rewatch the movie, which I will eventually, that's what I'm rewatching for, is those moments. Those- right, and see, that, like, as you talk, it's like, damn, I need to watch it again because it really was a really great film in certain ways because it was anchored by some greatness. It, like it was certain parts throughout. Like Sarah, when we walked out, her initial reaction I always asked just to get the opposite. Like so, you know, just to get a different perspective. She was just like, "Well, the motivation towards the end of Act One with like why, you know, Tom Holland Spider Man wouldn't just fucking kill the you know the the villains in it just didn't make sense outside of you know." like a retribution story because like i said the other outside of william defoe i'm just glad that they and andrew garfield and him getting his comeuppance with saving the girl at the end like there were beautiful parts we all got yeah. touched like our heart touched in the same kind of place that tear jerking that social engineering tear jerking was fucking beautiful yeah. in those scenes but for me personally too somebody else that got some retribution from those movies was jamie fox yeah. so like outside of trying to get your bang for your buck and your dollar with your star cast they're like, you know, just tasks full of stars. There were a couple of parts where it made sense overall. You know what I mean? But I have to respect like an outside perspective to say, well, OK, like that part was just stupid. I don't understand why they would go that route. And the, the Spider-Man fan, the Marvel fan that just wants to and they did wrap it up in the story. You know, what they I mean? did they wants to explain it like, well, this is the boy to man story of Spider-Man. And ultimately, it's the lesson of sometimes you need to listen to the youngins because they write because it did work out. They were able to save everybody and everything else. But I guess just the cynical nature of my old lady with those eyes of like, well, that's not real. Like the Quentin Tarantino wouldn't sign off on that necessarily. I had to acknowledge her feeling at that time. But yeah. it's a Marvel movie that had the scope and you got to fit it all in. And ultimately, I mean, if I had to rate it, I don't even want to rate the film. I think it was great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's yeah, hard. Yeah. It's hard in the in the world of the land of, of the living where you got movies like The Joker now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just didn't with Joaquin Phoenix that didn't exist to try to. The Suicide you know, Squad. You got the Batman coming out. That's three hours long. I, th- I read something that uh John we seen or whatever fuck the guy's name is supposed to they got hired for do the what's his name oh josh whedon josh whedon john weeson that should let you know about the add flipping dyslexia but yeah thank you um they're all the same to me but yeah he's he did i think he got hired to try to cut it down after the initial um showings to audiences well, yeah, it's a three-hour batman movie like i'll i'll watch the director's cut but i'll be real honest like three hours in a movie theater like that's when I'll be like, I'm probably just going to wait to see that for the director's cut. Like with, 
Because Justice League, I remember seeing Justice League trying to watch the original Justice League and hating every second of it. And then finally watching the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League going, yeah, this was a fantastic movie. Like, this wasn't, it wasn't like, don't get me wrong. What is missing from DC? Is it humor? Is that the problem? That they're just missing the Keanu Reeves for like 12 years? uh, Yeah. They they didn't finish. They never, they never complete like. It's always like they're going to the drawing board every time. Right, they they just got too far behind the curve. Like with Spider Man, to go back to that, like there's such history. They've done such a good job building up to it, where that that is the the mastery of it. The fact that they were able to close that trilogy out properly, where that's something that DC still hasn't been able to do. Yeah, because it's just like the fifteen year old outside of their animations, yeah, outside of their animated films. Yeah, their animated films are are, uh, on another level. And it's like, they've released a few good movies. Don't get me wrong. They've released a few good movies. Shazam, the Zack Snyder stuff. Like, I've liked those for the most part. But they don't feel cohesive. I mean, I like the Suicide Squad. That was uh, that was a blast. The new Suicide you know, Squad was a blast. Yeah, that shit was so much fun, man. Idris Elba, hopefully he will be. I'm actually excited about him being James Bond. I think he can pull that off. That would be dope. It also I've like, been saying that for seven years. I was like, that guy needs to be the new James Bond. Like, I've been back and forth with it because I like the latest James Bond. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't, and I'm not into just making Superman black to make him black. Mm. Like, I'd rather have, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I thought for myself with Idris Elba, for me, like if that's right. out of all the actors alive, like he's the only one that I think of where I think he can pull off the suaveness, the coolness, like with no, like no struggle whatsoever. Like, and what from what I understand, it's a black female James Bond now. Spoiler alert! In the last film, but I didn't watch it. So um, now, now we just gonna talk about random films. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted to tell you. I will say this too: the '80s baby in me. When you told me before uh, with Spider Man, you were like, I was really excited about uh, the preview, and it was Top Gun. Yes, as was I hate to admit it because it's Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise playing crazy Tom Cruise. Yeah, dude. But. But it did the '80s baby in me. The music, right? It was the soundtrack. It was the score. It was the, it was that whole Maverick thing where he's just like, "Well, I didn't think you'd invite me back again." And they're just like, "They're orders. It's not an invite." Like it was just like, "Ah, here we go, Top Gun Maverick." I'm excited about this one. But what I will say too, this is my overarching thing. More important than just you know clickbaity you know this is the greatest movie of all time or it's not the greatest movie of all time overarching just looking at this year going into 2022 and everything that we've been through with they kind of ties into microsoft like oh, big companies doing big shit it was nice to see beyond like so now i've been back to the movies twice since the pandemic started first i went to see shang chi yep. and now i've seen spider-man yeah this lets me know like in a big social experiment that we living in it feels like that i mean those opportunities still exist and again yeah. like i keep going back to like a, a weird i hate to even talk about it but it, it, it does i feel safer in movies now than i did before the pandemic yeah in a weird way like I as far and as far as getting shot like uh not vac- that the vacation vaccination um but like literally shot i've said that a few times but like the more i was like damn there was a problem with that i, I bring it up because like i'm from lafayette louisiana where they don't even have a fucking IMAX still to this day and there was a movie shooting. So it's a weird time to be alive, but outside of just the pandemic and everything else, like a person that is getting old and farty-ish, but still needs a reason to go outside, outside of Target uh, every now and then, um, it's nice to be have that option. I, I still don't know how long we're going to live there, you know, with this option. You yeah. Know? Uh, but I like, I like, though, like, I wish I would have seen movies like Dune in the theater and Driven. Dune would have been a beautiful experience in the theater. You know what I mean? But that's what it overarching, like the movie theater industry. Like we're in a time of industry shifting decisions based on our behavior. So I'm excited to see like what it's grossed and just how great it is on that level, how it was able to bring back a lot of nostalgia for the age group. I mean, if you're a 35 to 38 year old, 24 to 38 year old white male, uh, or black male, but definitely that genre right now, that's a, that's like a, 
perfect wrap up film. That's like a demographic that you want to. Yeah, we talking about millennials that's buying houses right now. That's shifting the shifting. It made know, my, what this new world is gonna be. It so made my let, top yeah. three for the year. Like if I ranked them for the year, like that was my number three for the year. But like Dune was my favorite film last year by far. And then my second favorite film of the year was a movie called Lamb. I don't recommend that to anybody. It's specifically for people like me who are into weird horror folk tales. Um, it's about a lamb who gives birth to a half lamb, half human. And this Icelandic couple decides to take care of her. Uh, I think that's a great way to cut the show. So look, man, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it's been fun, man. This is great to do. I mean, you got any final thoughts? Nah, you don't need everything. It's really about what the tribe thinks. That's uh, right. If you have any that's opinions, right. please let us know. I know we're, you know, quote unquote, a little late with this, but we just like to let things marinate. And we say we'd be here when we can't be here. And we, we never, uh, never forget about your opinions. That's what's most important. And hopefully when we get back on here, we'll be able to read some stuff out. I mean, if you're interested, new, you want to give us a, 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 a good review on, apple uh you know you'll be yep. entered into a drawing we haven't done that in a while but you know we haven't been pumping that but if it happens we'll do a giveaway uh if you want to reference this on a like do an apple review um you can find us at skip the tutorial podcast.com facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod twitter at stt underscore pod or you can email us at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com and as we always say, stay, stay humble. Good night, Cambodia. <laughs> uh, I've been catching up on G4 on, uh, go YouTube. watch, go watch Lamb. <laughs> it's a weird Drink movie. some meth juice. Drink some meth juice and watch Lamb. You won't regret it. Oh, and watch the movie Karen. <laughs> That's my worst. Hard out here for a PM. You're trying to get the money for the rent. And the Cadillac and gas money spent. And a whole lot of bitches jumping shit. I love that song. I need to watch that again. Oh, Snow Bunny, how far are you falling? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stay humble. (laughs) 